Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty, A Haggerty 10 Twitter handle. You know that. The three amigos are reassembled. And yes, domestic football's returning. Yes, it's been a long month, guys. But hey, we're almost there. It's Friday, December the 16th. And I'm joined today, as always, by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW and Aidan McDonald at Aidan C. McDonald sporting the Adidas cap there. But it's Aidan, you have to look twice to see who it was there, Tony. Who's <laughs> under the cap, indeed. Welcome, everybody. Guys, how are we doing? Not bad, Tony, aye. Excited. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, yes, let's we'll talk about that in two seconds. First of all, Ladies and gentlemen, draw your attention to the offer that we have. We've always got an offer for you, and this is December's offer, the Merry Christmas offer. You can get 25% off the yearly price, yearly rate, which takes it down to 26 quid. That's for a limited time only. Or if you subscribe for a pound, you can enjoy two months of free access to everything that's written on the site. And all you have to do, as we tell you every day, is to hit a button. And that button is www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And we thank everybody that's already uh, that's already subscribed uh, to the website and watches the pods. We thank you for that. It's a wonderful wee community we have here and we enjoy the interaction. And we'll sure have more today indeed. Now, gentlemen, Celtic travel to Aberdeen, Petodre tomorrow to play. It's been a long month, Sean. Yeah, football's back, real football as we call it. We've enjoyed the World Cup, it's been great. Aiden's had his moment, but Juranovic's going the furthest in the tournament and all that. And there you have it, he's bowing down. We're bowing down to him for that. He's <laughs> might have another moment with Argentina and Messi win it. Yes, yes, we'll not go over my World Cup. Mbappe top goal scorer as well, Tony. They're in the bin, oh, Mbappe, they're in the bin. My well, he's bagging it, Tony. Real football's back, as I would call it, real football. Thing to talk about the leather belts, the Marjorie Proops, the fuzzy belts. <laughs> now let's do it. Aberdeen, Sean, tricky yep. one to come back to, but mm-hmm. you know we'll, need, we'll see how Celtic react, uh, and after the break, and hopefully it's full steam ahead. After a break in which they didn't win a game, as somebody commented <laughs> last week. Um, I as a tricky one, Petodre, not for Celtic in particular in the last few years, as we'll come to, because I've got some form stats and all that, but but just in general, they are they are doing well, particularly at Petodre. Um We put up a, an expected points table on the website yesterday, Tony. You can see you glazing over already, but it is something some people like, so uh, we put that up. They're third in the actual table, obviously. They're fourth in the expected points table, which is based on the XG that you create and the, the, the kind of how one-sided a game is that you've been involved in. Hibs actually should be third, but they've just been so poor in terms of being unable to win matches, as maybe you've seen last night. Uh, that they should that, that, that Aberdeen are actually third in that as well. But um, we'll be updating that periodically. By the way, the expected points table. So I'll put the link in just now if anybody wants to read it. Um, okay. And uh, I will up, update that periodically as the season goes forward. But I to get back to your point, Petodre, it's a hard place to go. Um, Aidan wrote a, a column or a, a newsletter on the Celtics kind of next five opponents. Within that is Aberdeen, and, and he's got a couple of stats. Particularly, I want Aidan. I want you to come to the Bojan Majowski one, um, and when we come to talk about personnel. But in terms of playing at Petodre, <laughs> Aberdeen this season haven't 
Well, first of all, they haven't drawn a match at all since early September, so it's either a win or a loss. But at Pataudry, they've won nine of nine of ten matches in all competitions. So Jim Goodwin has turned it back into something of a, a fortress, to use a cliche, uh, and they've had five clean sheets in that run as well. Yeah, I mean, Aidan, you can hit us with some more stats. You know, the expected points table. You know me, I'm an actual points table, an actual goals <laughs> kind of guy. You said my, my eyes glazed over, but... No, I I uh, I appreciate the science and these and the actual workings of it, and I do take heed of it. But Aidan, Andrew reads it. Andrew uh, reads it. Indeed, indeed, lots of people read it. Uh, Aidan, it is a tricky one, isn't it? As I said to Sean, and uh, but you've got to play them at some stage, so I, I you can't avoid it. So as you say, if Celtic turn up and bring their A game and play their football, as Ange likes to say, then you'd like to think they'd be able to triumph. Yeah, and as Sean mentioned, obviously Celtic's uh, recent record there has been really, really strong. It is probably a fixture you'd rather just sort of play and get out of the way as well in terms of that sort of second batch of games when you're playing teams for the second time. Obviously, but we're coming off a break, so any kind of form that was going in, it's maybe a wee bit harder to take that into consideration whether it be bad or good. But Celtic were playing pretty well going in, going into the break in terms of results anyway. I know there was a few games that were a wee bit closer, such as that Ross County game, but there's no reason why you shouldn't have confidence that the way the team was playing, they can go in and get a result. Uh, Aberdeen, obviously, as Sean has mentioned there, we've had a kind of interesting season. No no draws really since the middle of September, which is a bit odd. They've been pretty strong at home. I think if we take their individual league games, they've won six out of seven. And the only outlier being they lost three to another well near the start yeah. of the season. But overall at home, they've been pretty strong at Pataudry. And they seem to be, obviously there's not been any draws, but they seem to be getting sort of crawling back to that stage of where under Derek McInnes of near enough getting a result against another team outside of Celtic Rangers, which for quite a long period of time, that was the reason it was keeping them fugged. They weren't always doing that great against Celtic Rangers. I think the exception 16, 17, 17, 18, I know they did finish second, but I'm pretty sure during that time, apart from one game, they didn't uh, take many points against Celtic. So they seem to be sort of getting back to beating the other uh, teams in the league. Whether or not, well, hopefully that doesn't transfer, I should say, into the game <laughs> tomorrow. But uh, just need to wait and see. But I, I, there's no reason why Celtic shouldn't be confident, I would say, Tony. That, on that note, Tony, Aberdeen haven't beaten Celtic since May 2018 at all in any competition and if you remember that one it was the final day of the season Celtic yeah. had already won the league all that kind of stuff there's only so much thought you can place in that kind of that kind of day so it's been 18 matches between them since then and Celtic have won 15 and drawn 3 and if you go just Pataudry which obviously is more arguably more relevant because it is up at Pataudry eh, on this occasion you've got to go back almost 7 years February 2016 since the Dons beat Celtic at home, uh, Johnny Hayes actually scored for Aberdeen that day, if you remember. I remember that well, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, touching the wooden pencil to hope that you haven't jinxed anything there, Sean, you know what I mean? Aye, uh, well, well. Touching wood, but yeah. We've got a message here from uh, from Joe McAleer, who, who is in Aberdeen, Tony. Uh, he says, <clears> good morning, boys, from a frozen Aberdeen. Uh, an unfairly maligned city, Aberdeen, uh, Tony, I would always argue. Well, you have. You have experience of working there, so you you be able to fill us in on the city itself and the people there. So yeah, that's, certainly that's the pub crawls anyway. But if it's unfairly maligned, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I've always enjoyed going up, and I've always enjoyed going to Pataudry and watching uh, football matches because the people there are 
treat you well and they're good to you. So I have no qualms about uh, going to Aberdeen on a freezing cold day, Sean driving up and taking in the, an Aberdeen Celtic match. Uh, uh, Tom Max saying he hopes this uh, Aberdeen game goes ahead tomorrow because the weather up there is atrocious. As Joe mentioned there, it is, it's frozen in snow and snow and all of that. To be honest, it takes a lot for, for the a game at Pataudry to be put off for that. It's usually the Highland League that, that sees a wipeout up there in a day in a, in a weekend like this. So <laughs> unless and if, if there's any sort of doubt, they would I think they would be talking about it today. There'll be an inspection and stuff today. So it's also a Sky TV game, isn't it? So, I'm it is, so that, just that adds there. another wee bit of, you know another layer of that they'll want it to go on mm-hmm. for the spectacle and yeah. it's and the programming scheduling. So I'm not saying that's the reason why it should go on. Talk about players' health and safety. If it's if it has to be cancelled, then it has to be cancelled. But yeah. I'm sure they'll try everything that they can to get the game to to go ahead. Mm-hmm. So some yeah. love for Aberdeen as a city from Sean Malloy here. Maybe something in the name. But uh, <laughs> I, um, so Aiden, this time round, they're playing Aberdeen are playing Celtic, and they have in their ranks the joint top scorer in the league, don't they? And you you dug up quite an interesting. Well, I found it quite an interesting stat on Bojan Majowski. Um, and that piece, do you remember it? The start in front of goal, I, th- I found it dead interesting. Yeah, in terms of his uh, shots on target. And uh, the last four games or so, was it? Uh, uh, yeah, it was last across, shots or something. Uh. It was, I think it was across these last uh, four or five league games. He'd pretty, or every, every time he'd scored a goal, I should say, and, and it was his last four or five times he'd found the back of the net. The goals had came from that was his only shots on target during the match. So, so clinical. Yeah, so it pretty much shows that he's a lethal threat. I mean, you can see that anyway from his goals record, obviously. Mm-hmm. 11 goals, I think it is. He's been a really good side, and also I think there's been a bit of talk about whether or not Aberdeen would be able to hold on to him. Dave Cornmark, I think, was getting asked that when it was their AGM recently. But, yeah, he's going to be a threat, obviously, and Celtic's going to have to deal with him like they've tried to deal with most of the other attackers in the league. I think, obviously, the fact you've got sort of Cameron Carter-Vickers, who... And you've got Carl Starfield, etc. And finally, that's a good point, mate. The Carl Vickers, he might not be available for this game. I'm just, I'm just laming that off there. Do we actually well, Michael that? Ross is asking that very question. Do you, you'll find out they are yeah. back, obviously, but yeah, you'll find out from yeah. Ange uh, later on the day if there's any sort of delays with getting them back in the squad. Um, but he is back in, in Glasgow, isn't he? So. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. So potentially he could be available, but even if he's not, if it's uh, Jens and Starfield, obviously. <laughs> Across the board, we probably have leaked about more goals at times than the manager would have liked this season domestically, mm-hmm. but most of the defensive performance have been relatively controlled, even if there has been a goal conceded in that. So just need to have to wait and see. Hopefully, they, they can deal with him. But he's definitely going to be a threat. It's not somebody you need to give too many opportunities to based off his recent starts. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing. It's a bugbear of yours, Sean, isn't it? Then regardless of the fact that they're winning matches, the concession of goals is always something that's kind of riled you. Aye, it's just it's not something that riles me. It's just something I point out because it's uh, it's, a, it's a fact that they're not they're not yeah. keeping as many clean sheets as, as I probably think that they should be. And despite that, there'll no doubt be a comment coming in saying Ash doesn't care about clean sheets. You'll care about clean sheets if they're struggling to score goals. Um, so yes. I think it, it makes sense to get both rather mm-hmm. than just saying no, he doesn't care about that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It might be better if, if uh, you reunite uh, Carter Vickers and Starfield. Remember, after in a few weeks, you'll have Yuki Kobayashi to come in and, and stake his claim for a place. Marit Jens has actually been playing quite well, I think, for the most part. Um, yeah, I think I think the clean sheets will take care of themselves the more that there's a consistency of selection and, and the more that people play together. 
Yeah, and speaking of consistency of selection, without getting into mm-hmm. too much detail, do we envisage what kind of personnel do we envisage tomorrow? Is I'm looking forward to reading all our predicted 11, Tony. Put it that way because uh, we'll obviously we'll wait until we'll know more when Anne speaks. Obviously, yeah, of course. But we'll wait and see if he rules anybody out. But in, in general terms, I think Anthony Alston at right back is probably a given, mm-hmm. given the Juranovic and Johnston situations and stuff. Uh, I think that's a, a fair. I think that's a fair shout. Uh, Joe Hart between the sticks. Greg Taylor left back. I mean, you, you could play Bern- Bernabe. There's no reason not. But I just think first game back, you'll go with your first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to see if Callum McGregor plays because he obviously played against yes. Ren in, in the friendly. I'd say as before, I wouldn't panic if he doesn't. Maybe if he wants to make it a slower progress back to a, mm. to a start or a full 90, there's every chance he does start anyway. I'm sure Angel will be asking about that later on. So, and then up front, you've got, you've got so many options here. Um, so, I, I think it, yeah, it's but, really interesting. I'm actually I'm really intrigued to see if, if how many players we have the same. Yeah, yeah I, I also, I also, uh, I'm intrigued to see if uh, George's Jackamacus plays as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued After about all that speculation. Bit. Yeah, you know, lots of managers think speculation gets to players' heads, and maybe rest them. Other managers like what I say a lot of the time, play through it. You know, if you're if you're playing, you know, if you're hit a dip in form, some managers prefer mm-hmm. you play through it. Others managers prefer to rotate you from the side. Don't know, don't know if Andrew would be a kind of play through this kind of speculation stuff, Aiden, or you know, or sit on the bench. Hey, I, it's probably hard to tell because this Tough is one, the sort of first situation that we've yeah. seen with a player where it's actually been during the season that he's been, I don't even want to say heavily linked away, but you know what I mean? There was obviously yep. talk over the summer at the time Juranovic could potentially have been on the move from the club, but it was very much during pre-season, if I remember rightly. Like, it was just when they were sort of coming back into the swing of things. Uh, you know, they were having like press conferences ahead of like friendly games and stuff. So we don't really know what fully Andrew's approach will be from a Celtic point of view when that happens. I've, if he's on the bench, I wouldn't really read that much into it, to be honest. I mean, because uh, I would still be expecting Kyogo to start personally. So... We'll just, we just need to wait and see from that regards. Well, I've all Sean myself have always said that Kyogo's the definite starter, isn't he? If the two of them are fit. I think so. Aye, and I think Ange Postacoglu's yeah. selection choices probably backs that up. We've got a, a comment here just about the clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, Peter Morrison, Celtic, not get the most clean sheets. It doesn't really matter to me if they've got the most, it's how many they're keeping. Um, compared to the games they're playing, and they're not keeping that many. They've had six all season, but they've only had one since the uh, since the Rangers four 0 game, which just isn't good enough for me at the back, really. Whether they're winning or not, because they obviously are winning, but it's uh, it's still something that they've got to improve. You've yeah. got to get the miles no gains in this situation, and I think more clean sheets would be one. I, I mean, I only bring up the uh, Jack and Marcus situation because I'm more intrigued to see how the manager handles it. That's my point. It's not exactly the player. I I'm. Uh, I always like to try and delve into the the mindset of the manager, you know. So and we all we all know that he prefers Kyogo in big games, and I think this is a big game. And I think one of the commenters mentioned it earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. As a game for Celtic to send out a kind of statement of intent, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To say that the the forum's not been affected in the layoff, and if anything, they've used that time wisely. Yeah, I think it was David Ferguson that also said if they not had a month to get improve and get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I 
I agree with that. I, I think that spoke to a manager the other day, James McPeak, and he said the most valuable commodity a manager can have with players is time. Yep. Now I'm interested to see how Celtic come out the blocks tomorrow, to see how they have used that time and to see how, because the manager will have loved having the new class of that team. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, and as we keep banging on about Sean, Celtic still have a domestic treble up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Never at one stage said they're going to win the domestic treble, but they are in it to win it. Aye, that's got and to be the aim. All fronts, yeah. and I think uh, mm-hmm. after last season, I think there'll be a determination to try and achieve that. How do you improve on a double, a treble? Yeah, yeah a treble. You know I mean, yeah, I mean so, context matters, and you, you never know what will happen, but that to me, yeah, you've got to be going for all three. And um, I, so those subtle nuances yeah. and interesting things that you talk about as well, and also I want to see if, if Ange Postecoglou thinks McGregor's right as well. So yeah, as yeah. Jerry Smith comes in yeah. saying that he doesn't think Ange will start yeah. McGregor tomorrow, especially with the conditions up in Aberdeen. Would you think? Would you reckon, Aiden? I think to be honest, if he's been signed off fully by the medical team, I think he'll play. To be honest, regardless of the conditions that are, people might say it as a bit of a risk. Obviously clocked in uh, a decent amount of minutes against uh, Ren and the friendly, so mm-hmm. I, I think if he's available, he'll, he'll be putting McGregor in, to be honest, because it's a really, really important game. If there's still a slight injury concern, then yeah, fair enough, he might start on the bench, but I, I'm kind of expecting him to start, to be honest. The fact that he, he started in the friendly, didn't he? So I, I kind of felt that mm-hmm. that was a sign that he, he was... As we've been sort of told that by Ange that uh, up in the run up to the break that he was making decent progress in that. You don't know how much sometimes that's maybe the manager just shout on what's happening. But the fact that he was involved quite heavily in that friendly, I know it was just a bounce game, but just in terms of minutes on the, mm-hmm. the field, you know, running about, etc. I'm I'm expecting him to start. I, I don't know about you guys, but Well, I, if you're you're right enough if he's been signed <laughs> off by the medical team and he's been training, then Therefore, he is fit. He will play. I suppose it, it won't be the weather. I agree with you. I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll factor that in. If he's if he's ready to play, he'll just play. But what I would be wondering is, in terms of man, in terms of managing his his progress yeah. back to a full ninety, because when he starts, he doesn't really get taken off. And yeah, yeah, if you think on if if a match situation, say the plan would be to start him and like the end game, take him off. If it's not quite going to plan, you're not taking McGregor off, and you're playing an on an on scheduled 90 minutes, that kind of thing. So I, I wonder if that'll play into it in terms of getting them back up to speed like he's done with other uh, injured players. But you're right, Aidan, see if he's been training, which he has been, and he, played, he started against Wren, albeit get taken off, and then uh, the medical team have said, no, he is fine. Then I suppose to Coglu will see the green light probably and just say, well, he's my captain, he's playing. So You know what players are like as well? Players want to play. They'll yeah. tell you they're great. You know? so, and again, that's another situation where I want to see Ange Postecoglou's handling of it in a managerial sense, you know, and I know fine well he won't take any unnecessary risks. Mm-hmm. If Callum McGregor plays tomorrow, it'll be because he's ready. Yeah. He's been passed by the medical team and there is no risk. So and that'll be that'll be the manager's call on that, you know. So I'm I'm intrigued by that as well. It's a it's there's a, a lot of interest in the subplots for tomorrow, eh, in terms of Celtic personnel and selection. 
Well, Andrew Gilly, I'm looking for a big game from Ralston and Taylor. Get, he's got big games from Ralston and Taylor on many occasions this season, I would have thought, Aidan. Yeah, I, I would say they've both been, both been pretty good this season, Tony, eh, when they've played. But uh, as always, eh, it's been probably discussed at this, to this point, we know how important the fullbacks are to the way yeah. Andrew wants to play, etc. So if Celtic do get a positive result and a good performance tomorrow, you, you would imagine that they will have played their part as they usually do. So I'm sure, I'm sure eh, they'll, they'll put in a good performance, Tony. Particularly your boy, your boy Tony Ralston, of course. Sean, what are you looking for most? Are you looking for a statement one? Are you looking for a performance and regardless of what personnel plays? Uh, I think both. I the usual tick both columns. I think first and foremost get the win, obviously, but no, I think yeah, I think I can see where you're coming from. Given mm-hmm. the the team in second place, what is it, the other team? Um they um struggled to a three two one into at home last night. I think to, to go in and really lay down a another marker, just remind people who's the who's the team with the lead at the top. And uh, who's the best team in the country? That kind of thing. I think that would make us make uh, make a statement. But that said, first priority is get the three points, isn't it? Yeah, and maintain that nine point lead at the top, even which is healthy at this moment in time. Yeah, it's a really healthy lead to have. Ten and the sixth now, but I nine nine. Yeah, establish that nine point lead. Aye. that sort of yeah. It's it's a pretty healthy lead to have, and I know we discussed it. Uh, bef- just as a break be- before the break was about to come in during the pods over the sort of World Cup winter shutdown etc we-, we mentioned how this is the sort of gap if you had that come the end of the season you'd be buzzing and absolutely delighted so to have that in sort of well November as it was then when the uh, season sort of wrapped up for the first part of it it, it was excellent but Andrew wanted to retain that and better it I've got no doubt about that if that's a case of bettering it before Celtic play Rangers or the game against Ibrox, assuming that Celtic have won all their games before then, obviously, he'll be wanting to make the gap as wide as possible because it's unlikely, but given the sort of record that Ange had over the year before that defeat to St. Martin, since then it's been pretty relentless, but all it can take is a couple of results to undo it, so he'll not want it to be the team that be wrestling their laurels, and I don't think they will be because the players have said that before that the manager doesn't let them. It's just not the way he operates, and I think that's the best way to be, just to keep that sort of momentum going, because you don't want to let anything slip, and crucial to this moment, this winter period, the sort of, as I mentioned in the article that I, I wrote, it could potentially be season-defined, really, and I know we've probably maybe said that across at different periods across the season already, every sort of few games are season-defining, but if you look at some of the fixtures in this sort of list, away to Aberdeen, away to Hibs, even home at Livingston, a team who Boston Cobble does have a good record against, but in the past there have been point it's all people talk about the away record previously before Ange came in, but there was quite a few draws at home against Livingston as well. So that's a fixture to get out of the way. And obviously the trip to Ibrox. So there's there's plenty of big games coming up that obviously Andrew will be wanting to do well in. So if we can get through that then should be sitting in a good position come the third of January. Tony, I'm going to put this comment up <clears throat> from Mahesh. Um, easier for the opposition to organise and practice defensive shape for a month than Celtic's ability to work on their attack. Everybody knows Celtic's attacking patterns. Now, that is grounded in logic, Tony. It is easier to try to prepare to stop something than try and come up with something new. But what I would say to that is that as Postacol has addressed that very point before, hasn't he, when he said, it's one thing knowing what we're going to do, it's another one actually stopping it. Correct. And it's also having the... You mentioned it yourself uh, from the, from the front. 
They've got a plethora of options there, haven't they? So Celtic yeah. can mix it up, do play different players in attacking situations. So uh, whilst I agree with the logic, I don't agree with the fact that it's uh, it's it's easier to do that. Because what Celtic's front players, what you got, Jota, Maida, Kyogo, George Jakimakis, Haksabanovic, mm-hmm. James Forrest, eh, Abada, there's seven, right? Right, okay. You, you stop two or three of them, then you put on another couple, don't you? You just rotate it or whatever, or you try something different. So I uh, I always think that if it comes to attacking against defence and Celtic being relentless as they are, Celtic will always find a way. They usually do. And yep. they have the players to find their way, which is why we brought in those players to find a way when games are like that. And most games are like that against Celtic, aren't they? Most opposition mm-hmm. like to park the bus yeah. and try and stop Celtic from playing. That's that's a lot, so, which is why Ange always refers to our brand of football. He says it a lot. If we play our brand of football, which he means, you know, you can try and stop us. But if we bring our brand of football to the table, bring our a game, then they usually triumph. The Superman game apart when there was too many change, arguably too many changes made and it just wasn't working. And you get days like that, but we've had more days where it's worked and they've found a way than not. And I think uh, the proof of that's in the pudding, proof of that's in the league table, and the proof of that is in the players who are determined to find a way and bigs them up as well, that they just refuse to wilt even when things aren't going their way, but they always find a way out. Tyne Castle, Greg Taylor being the hero there, Sean. But they found yeah. a way that day, didn't they? You know, they so, usually do domestically. Anyway, they usually and that, do. Um, and that was Haksabanovic, I think, that said that, wasn't it? Uh, or, or yeah. But there was an attacking um, element to that. There is always a chance, Tony, that Aberdeen don't sit back like that. Well, yes, they've been yes. playing three at the back, and, and generally speaking, they have more possession than their opponents. They do create more chances than their opponents. I suppose that comes with being the kind of third team in the country at the moment. But there is a chance because it's Pataudry and they do so well at Pataudry that Jim Goodwin does try to go toe-to-toe, which I think you would rather see. Um, But it very well might go back into the shell and play five at the back rather than three and try and make it difficult and try and catch them on the break. But Aidan is a logic, so they have Majofsky. So why wouldn't you have a go? You know, so uh, uh, this is an intriguing game of football for me tomorrow. I think it could be a, a cracking game if Aberdeen come out and play. Hmm. And I think it's all premised on that. As you say, they might go five at the back and that will uh, give you a, an early indication of Jim Goodwin's intent. But he didn't say Aberdeen have won six at a seven. Why shouldn't they come out and play? Yep. Have the coverage of ten in all competitions, six at a seven in a league, have, yep. Have your coverage of your convictions, you know, and, and see and, and go toe-to-toe. See what happens. Yep. No, I mean, I, as I said, I don't know if they will. No. Uh, I, su- I suggest they probably will err on the side of ultra <laughs> cautious, but you never know. You never know. He might, he might decide to go for it, given the home form, first game back, different things. Um, against Celtic early in the season, it was a four at the back when he was at uh, Celtic Park. He played four at the back quite a lot at the start of the season and then switched to a three, and he's pretty much been a three since. Uh, played three against Rangers as well, he beat 4-1. Again, it might revert to type and go a wee bit, a wee bit cautious, even though it's at home. But you never know. Yeah. Now, one player that is missing in Alaska this, Sean and Aiden, Josip Juranovic is missing, but yes. he's also missing for Croatia. 
and uh, an injury ruling him out eight to ten days. Do do we think in that sense? And there's lots of interest. Seem Leonard has he kicked his last ball for Celtic in that sense? Do we? I don't think so. No, I, I think, think so, um, no. No, because if you think on when he would be leaving anyway, I mean, if he, if he does leave, and it, even if it is at the very, very start of the, the January transfer window, you still got a couple of games there to come. It was uh, Fabrizio Romano, friend of the yes. show, or at least it feels like he's a friend of the show at this point. Yes. Um, he, it was him that said Juranovic will miss. That, that's the only reason place. I brought it up, because it yeah, came yeah. from the oracle that um, is Fabrizio he Romano. Says, so. He says, though, um, he'll miss the third-place playoff against Morocco tomorrow. He says he's expected to be out for around eight to ten days. Now, if that means from now rather than from the yeah, game yeah. that he injured himself in, uh, which is maybe me thinking too much about it, um, if it's eight to ten days from now, that would include the Livingston and St Johnston matches as well as the Aberdeen match that he was going to miss anyway. So that means he'd be available for the Hibs game on the 28th. Yeah. Um, we will see, I suppose, what Aspostokoglu has to say about it later today. You'd imagine it will be notified, even if Celtic's own people won't have assessed him yet. Um, and we'll just take it from there. But no, I, I would, I would, I wouldn't say that. I think he kicked his last ball for Celtic quite. Yeah. I, I don't want him to have kicked his last ball for Celtic. I was just throwing the question in there mm-hmm. because of the source that it came from, mm-hmm. and it's usually quite reliable, Aidan, is it not? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's <laughs> had a couple of interesting shouts, but yeah, over the course, particularly for non-transfer news, I would say usually when it's injuries and that, he's pretty spot on, but. I think just to chime in on the whether or not he's kicked his last ball, Juranovic, I, I don't think he has, even if he does leave in January. I, I just think there's a, exactly for the reason that Sean sort of mentioned there, the two games he'd be coming back into, sort of hibs away, and uh, Celtic travelling to Ibrox, two massive games, two really tough games. I think uh, potentially after those matches, if there was bids starting to come in, then... Yeah, he might he could potentially move on, but I think he'll be available for at least those two matches. First of all, because to be fair, the Hibs match takes place before the transfer window opens, yeah. and then the game against Rangers is obviously right at the start uh, on January second. So I think he'll be available for at least those two matches anyway. After that, we just need to wait and see because yeah. we was at the World Cup. So yeah. Correct, and again, it's a, it's all subject to that interest being. Uh, Concrete bids, Sean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as I say, I was, I was merely playing devil's advocate there. I'd like Real Madrid to stay permanently, mm. to be fair. But uh, yes, I think, uh, I think the way the wind's blowing is that he he will possibly leave in January, for however much unto whatever club remains to be seen. But uh, he's done himself every favour, hasn't he, in terms of. Oh, World um, Cup ads, uh, World Cup ads a lot to your, a lot of plaudits. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if he gets a if he gets a dream move or he gets a, another move, then you shake hand and say thank you very much, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair a fair shout. Frank Brennan coming in here with a wee uh, a wee comment saying playing ten at the back and describing it as a wee bit cautious, shown as politeness in the extreme. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I suppose brings us to our first score prediction back then, does it, Tony, Aidan? Um, any volunteers to go first? I'll go first. All right. I'll say 3-1. Three three one. One. <laughs> one. Three one Celtic. Aidan? Uh, I'll go 2-0 Celtic. I'll go 2-1. So we're all, uh, we're all different scores, right? Eh? All there different scores. 
Oh, there you go. All, all different scores, but no, that, there you go. Michael Ross, he's Kaiser's agreeing with me. Michael Ross agreeing with me. They're all agreeing with you. Kaiser, um, Michael Ross, and Morgan Lamont all said yeah, three uh, ones. There you go. So, yeah, can't be wrong, Sean. Can't be wrong. I've been wrong about everything else here in the World Cup, so maybe maybe domestic stuff's my forty. Like you think so. Four one Celtic says Kevin Ferrier. Yeah, but you, as you say, you just you you want a win. But a statement win would be even better. Tick the two boxes. No, the performance Sanders. Oh, David Ferguson's going in heavy. 4 0 Celtic. Go on, David. Is he going to rile you up into a 5 0 when he says no, that? No, no, nothing like that. I've, <laughs> I've already given my, my prediction. But listen, if it's 4 0 or 5 0, I think we'll all be we'll be a happy Monday, won't it? So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so geared for that. But, gentlemen, that's more than half an hour gone already as we await the. The return of yep. domestic football, you can't beat it, and we'll uh, we'll be doing a predicted eleven one with that. will be fun. Yep, um, I've uh, stuck in the comments. Well, I've accidentally pasted the whole description on it. It was actually just meant to be the <laughs> it was meant to be the the Celtic home top Christmas giveaway part. Uh, yes. Just to let you know that that's going again. Um, so you just follow the link if you can find it, and amongst all the other stuff that I've just put up by accident, and. Uh, Go and retweet that tweet. Make sure you follow the Celtic Way Twitter account and that's you in the drawing for uh, for Monday. Nice one. That'd be a nice wee surprise for someone at Christmas. Uh, our Celtic top, Sean. Uh, yeah, a wee, a wee Christmas present. Wee I mean, present, uh, just, well, you want it in time for Christmas anyway. But <laughs> So what do you do? Retweet the link and Retweet, follow... retweet the post and follow yeah. the, the account oh. and that's you in the, in the draw, yeah. Okay, not much to ask. There you go, guys. Another wee receive bonus and as always we've got deals for you and the current deal is this you can enjoy 25% off the yearly price in a Merry Christmas deal and that takes it down to a yearly rate of £26 or if you subscribe you can enjoy two months of free access to everything that's on the, the web it's a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website. You, yeah. you know the job. That's, it's been a long half an hour there, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all you have to do is hit the button www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Gentlemen, we await the return of domestic football with bated breath. We are hopeful that Celtic can. Continue from where they left off, re-established a nine-point lead. Aberdeen's always tricky, but their recent mm-hmm. record has been decent. Thanks, guys, for all the comments. We enjoy yep. the debate. It's magic. Uh, we like to engage. As you can see, I, I bang on about the community we've created here, but we really do enjoy it. Thanks, Sean. First class, as always. Aiden, top man. Cheers. Like the, like the cat. <laughs> Ah, Aiden, you've got to need, need to prove to people that you've not got a baldy under there because Kaiser's been saying he thinks you're going stone cold Aiden Austin under that cap. So. Nah, no, no, quite yet. Probably soon the way things are going, but no, quite yet. <laughs> and I just uh, got to say, Frank Brennan coming in, all these strikers are ensuring almost nothing is arriving for Christmas. Well, you know the answer, Frank. Blame the people that's not paying them then. Exactly. And as David Ferguson says, solidarity with the strikers. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Uh, right, yeah, Kaiser, I'll let, let Kaiser have the last word. Great show, lads. Thank you, Kaiser. Guys, we're hoping it will be a happy Monday. We'll reconvene on Monday and we'll dissect the Aberdeen game. But yep. have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully Celtic can uh, win another three points, re-establish their nine-point lead. That's what it's all about. Take care.